0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta's Zone, two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wackiest hijinks and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir?
1: Things are going pretty well. We're on, what, month three of quarantine? Well, semi-quarantine now, but... uh I think
0: it's been about 3 months since we first did these Hey man, Georgia's open for business. I don't want to hear that shit anymore.
1: Well, yeah, Georgia's open for business, but I'm still looking at a <laughs> looking at a wall, sitting in a room by oh, myself, yeah. sitting in a room by myself talking to a microphone.
0: Yeah, it's just cuz Georgia's open for business doesn't mean uh in-person contact for us is in business.
1: Um yeah, we'll have to have a reopening discussion for reopening Atlanta's own in-person podcast
0: might have to get I don't know at least state congressional state senate approval for that that's a big that's, that's that's huge you know you're 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 really pushing the envelope man you gotta you gotta be careful I think all
1: we need is computer in the middle of a table set up a sticker six feet one way and a sticker six feet the other way and then you got 12 feet and it's perfectly safe Two
0: mics, certainly an option.
1: It's doable. We'll talk offline about that.
0: Uh, yeah, people really want to know about our uh, recording setup. That's well, hell, man, to this show. There, there's not we're, we're, a techni- we're a technical, we're a technical masterpiece in terms of a show. Our volume is always really high. Everyone th- says they have to turn it down all the time. Um, you know, the fade of the song in the intro is, is always really is, is really fantastic. You know, the way it, it transitions. No one has any complaints about anything technically about our show.
1: Oh, man, we're just out here doing the best we can. Um, I mean, we're a professional podcast for sure, but, uh, you know, not everything about the operation is all ironed out yet. Um, you know, sometimes it take, got...
0: that takes five years. We've only been doing this uh, three years.
1: Right. <laughs> and we're on, as I mentioned, we're on month three of quarantine, which means still no Atlanta professional sports. And we're an Atlanta professional sports podcast. So we got to talk about shit like this just to, uh, you know, get some content out there.
0: Before we jump into that, uh, we just want to take a, a brief moment here to uh, just get it a little serious for a second. Um, you know, we've been watching the, the news and been online like everyone else has been during the, uh, all the protests that have been happening all across the country. And I um, just want to let everyone know we, we support the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, we made some donations. Uh, I know Adam's wife is putting together a, a fantastic thing um, through Emory, and you know we're all in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, you know we want to do everything we can to try and to try and help with that. And it's been a horrible, horrible time seeing what what's transpired out there, but uh, the courage of, of of people going out there every day and and facing down uh, this, this, this brutality that, that's happening and has been really inspiring and it's definitely captured the attention of the country. And I think it's just a time for, for everyone to be, uh, um, you know, especially me and Adam's case, you know, two white guys who uh, haven't suffered in any, any way from any sort of police or social injustice or anything like that to, to sort of, Mouths closed, eyes open, ears open, sort of thing. Learn more. Figure out what we can do more to help out uh, folks that uh, don't have that privilege, unfortunately. And um, but we just wanted to at least mention mention what's going on and and how we how we support the how we support the movement and everyone out there uh, peacefully protesting.
1: Yeah, as our um, well put, Graham and as our buddy Mike Bell stated is uh he, he's come to the realization that not everybody in america lives in the same america that he's been privileged to live in and i think that that was an excellent point by him and something that kind of resonated with me and the, the thing i'm hoping from all this graham is that we actually do see sustained change um going forward and in the sports world where we've already seen this which i thought was pretty cool that NASCAR came out yesterday and banned the Confederate flags from their races, which I think's a pretty awesome thing. I mean, uh, you w- you wouldn't think NASCAR would be the first most progressive sport to come out and make some change like this, um, and uh, it's somehow it still ruffles feathers. You you got all these people who still support this loser ass Confederate army fighting for one of the worst causes you could ever fight for in your life. And they still say it's about heritage, not hate, which anyone knows is bullshit. So good on NASCAR. I think they're going to get a lot of fans out of all this. A lot of people who might have been put off by that piece of NASCAR might give it another chance now. Not to mention that they're also one of the first sports to start racing during this pandemic. So maybe we'll discuss NASCAR sometime, Graham. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, NASCAR has been quite sort of at the forefront of the sports world. NASCAR and UFC in terms of just uh getting back to their sports, but to speak on what you were talking about, uh I think that's it's great what NASCAR NASCAR did and you're right. I mean damn, you know <laughs> Confederacy were a bunch of traders who were fighting for a horrible thing. And um and it's it, you know, you could also look at it in another way and say it's a damn shame it took this long. But at least they're doing something. Better late than never, right? So it's it's great to see nascar really step up there for sure yes sir all right adam how about we talk about uh some professional sports what do you think that's a new uh new territory for us today
1: Mm. okay let's give that a go that's not really in my comfort zone but
0: yeah um, it's a little i feel a little nervous and my hands are shaking um but you know let's let's uh, let's try it out
1: all right Um, what do you got (laughs)
0: Let's see, we still got baseball at it. the last show we had, which felt like about three millennia ago, we talked about how I was concerned if we didn't have an agreement I think by the end of May, which I think is, I think we did our show last, like May 24th or something, our last show, I said if we don't have an agreement by the end of May there will be no baseball season. That was quite uh, hyperbolic, hyperbolic for me, because I wasn't aware that there was an agreement in March that the players and... The owners agreed to that said that Rob Manfred has sort of the executive power to enact a season of I think 48 games according to this article from ESPN that can be that can happen at any time so I think that we're going to get baseball in some form we just don't know what it's going to be there's still squabbles about money it's still a lot more of the same bullshit and they seem very far apart baseball in the players union even further apart than they were when we last spoke, in terms of an agreement. The latest is that there was an offer from the MLB Players Association, which consisted of an 89-game season and full prorated salaries, which has been a big contentious part of the players' side is not getting prorated salaries for a whole season. Um, So, I doubt that the owners will go for that, but Manfred himself said in this article that he's, quote, 100% sure there will be a season. So... That's sort of where we're at, but we have to keep in mind that at the very least we'll get a bullshit extended spring training season and the Braves will probably win the World Series and no one will care because everyone will view it as a joke.
1: Oh, hell no. That would not be a joke if we win the World Series in a short
0: season. Oh, I would too. I'm just saying, I just feel it. like a lot of people would think that, right? Well,
1: I, I mean, if if you win a damn... I mean the playoffs would still be it'd be a tougher format cuz it would be extended playoffs. So it's like you still got to win seven game series. I think I think it would be like the first round is like a three game series and I don't know how it extends from there, but you get seven game series at the end of the day. Um the short season definitely gives like some very mediocre teams the chance to sneak in just by starting hot or whatever. But um I'm still not going. to... I know Manfred said he can do that, but enact a season, I still don't but, know if I believe uh, that. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, the, the players don't have to play; they can get replacement players. I guess they could.
0: They could walk out and just say, "Fuck this." That could certainly happen. I mean, this yeah. kind of reminds me of the '94 strike, you know, where it was floated around that, which was, you know, which was brought up again in the Michael Jordan last dance documentary. With, jordan was playing baseball was uh, you know they were thinking about doing a season without the the professional players and just getting minor league players and jordan was going to be one of the people considered to go to the mlb but he, he turned down that offer and that kind of spurred him back to basketball which is pretty crazy but we could be seeing something mm-hmm. similar to that um which would be just totally bizarre I mean, we're, we're recording this episode on June 11th. God knows when I'm going to get it out. Um, but, <laughs> I, you know, what, what the hell? we got to start by July.
1: Well, not if you're just doing a, some loser 48-game season. Well, baseball, I mean, the later they go, the more trouble they're in. Because then they're, com- they're com- now they're going to be competing with the NBA. Who NBA is, starts at, is it end of June or
0: end of July? I think NBA is July is when they start. I'm not sure what the day is.
1: So, I mean, if you're talking baseball playing into October, November, you're competing directly with the NBA playoffs and football. And the Masters are in November. Uh, Hockey's there somewhere. That's not as big of a concern. But uh, baseball's not going to have a chance. It's just going to be guys like you and me interested in watching baseball. This is
0: just going to cause a massive downturn in interest i think even if baseball comes back regardless of how it comes back it's it's not going to be i think it's not going to be well received people are going to be so pissed off that we couldn't figure something out that there's a lot of people that aren't going to watch it i mean once again this is just me speculating don't take my words gospel but i mean i'm going to watch i mean jesus you know we're, we're diehard braves fans but there's part of it just doesn't give a shit right now just because it's like well of course, the world's burning, and why, why shouldn't baseball burn along with it? Fuck it, you know? It's just kind of like, it's just, it's so frustrating, man. It's so frustrating. And, and Manfred is bitching to Carl Ravitch at ESPN, saying that baseball's revenues are going to be down 70% in 2020. Well, you know what? They're going to go down even more in 2021 if you can't get your shit together. Yeah, I mean,
1: revenues down
0: in every industry right now.
1: Parking revenues down 90%.
0: <laughs> like, NBA's ready to go. You know they they're fi- they got their stuff figured out. They're going in July down to Orlando. They got the 22 teams that are going to keep playing. Uh, whereas the Hawks' are, uh, season is officially done, which is sad. I'm sure the NFL is going to be fine. I'm sure they're going to be able to figure something out. I mean they've had so much time to prepare at this point that they haven't really been impacted other than a you know there's some man, uh, mini camps that have been missed and things like that. And obviously the draft was on TV, but. They should have enough time to prepare to make sure that this, you know, that their season will start and everything will will work. Maybe we won't have fans in the building, but at least we'll have football. Who knows? But baseball is just so far away from these other sports. It's unfucking believable how how horrible the relationship is between the owners and the players' association.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got MLS coming back in a few weeks as well. Like, where baseball had the opportunity to be one of the first sports back and have just flubbed it terribly and. Come on, guys. I mean, someone you got to figure this shit out one way or the other. Um, I mean, technically, they are narrowing in. Like, you say they're further apart, but technically, they're closer. The players started at, like, 114 games, and now they're down to, what, 80, you said?
0: Yeah. I I just feel like if if we get the Manfred 48-game season or 50-game season or whatever it is, it's just...
1: It's better than going, so the Braves season ended... Let's, let me I'm gonna count back here. Got my little calendar app. It's pretty fancy, Graham.
0: I think you're the only person that might have it. I mean it's that fancy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you could even go back other years. It's pretty Whoa. crazy. All right. all right, so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm now eight months since I've watched an Atlanta Braves game. And now I'm gonna, I can go forward as well, Graham. Mm. It's pretty crazy. Innovative. So I'm going to go forward now. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 months without watching Ronald Acuna Jr., Mike Soroka, Ozzie Albies, this young core, Adam Duvall. I'm not interested, Graham. I want this 48-game season. I don't care.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. I'll take it. Hundred percent will take it.
1: I want the excitement of a boring Monday at work, knowing, well, at least I can watch the Braves play the Marlins tonight. Sure. I need that in my life, Graham.
0: You got nothing right now.
1: If I have to be selfish about it, that's fine. I mean, we're playing the hell out of some disc golf though, I'll tell you that. We've actually we've gone to the Lynx and uh, you know, we've brought sports into our own hands, which is fine. Um, But I got poison ivy now, so I'm ready to get back on the couch.
0: Yeah, you found out that's a hell of a lot easier watching sports than playing sports.
1: Yeah. I mean, how much better is it to just like yell at some guy and tell him he's terrible and lacks talent and a piece of shit versus throwing a terrible disc and you can't make it go the direction you want to go and you hit a tree four feet in front of you and like can't athletically figure out how to throw it better? I'll take option one over option B. Option one over B. You know what I'm saying?
0: I I feel you. 100%. So, I don't know. It's also also weird with this whole baseball thing. It's just there's no timetable. No one knows anything. It just feels like people are pissing in the wind and just... The owners are so obsessed with damn money. Cardinals owner or some executive was saying baseball is not a... uh, net profitable sport or just going on this long sort of money grubbing capitalist diatribe. Um, And then Max Scherzer had a great response to that. He's like, you know what, what else, uh, or you know, who else is not a net net profit company is Amazon. I mean, it's a little ridiculous, but I, I get, I get where he's going.
1: I mean, there's nothing wrong with capitalism. I understand why there would be hesitation to sign up for something that you know, you're going it's to lose give you less
0: money.
1: Yes. That's, yeah. I mean, Graham, if I said, Hey, Graham, you want to, I've got a nine to five, 40 hour week job, you're going to lose uh, 80 grand a year. You want to do it? Well, I'm already
0: losing all that now, so sure I'll do it. But no, I hear what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you, yeah.
1: You, you understand why there's issues. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: No, I, I get what the owners are, are saying, but it's just like, like you're, you're damaging the brand now. Yeah, it's a, right now.
1: yeah, they gotta, you're gotta think fuck a little,
0: yourself down the line.
1: Yeah, they gotta they gotta think past this yeah, year and, and
0: all
2: the people. And are gonna losing lose money
0: and, losing money is unavoidable. It's just what's gonna happen. It's just how much money are you willing to fucking lose at this point.
2: And it's the like longer time,
0: you, you, the longer you go, the more money you're gonna lose.
1: Times like these are when you can build goodwill. Like we're talking about NASCAR. You know? I don't think I right. need to say more than that. I'm excited exactly. about MLS coming back. Uh, you, you build some brand loyalty during shitty times if you're willing to lose a little money now, not to mention all the people that you employ.
0: The thing that is craziest to me is like, you know what, you you guys, the owners, can afford to lose some money, even if it's a lot of money. Yeah. Like you he, think about the surplus of cash these these, these people and companies bring in. Yeah, the,
1: the line of billionaires that want to own a major league baseball team is very long for a reason, because... No matter what they're feeding the press about how it's not a profitable thing. You're not going to own it unless you're making buku money when you sell it. Um, so, yeah, you might have to take a hit one year. But overall, you're going to do all right with it.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Everyone, vast majority of the country is taking a huge fucking hit this year. So get on the fucking wagon. Suck it up. And, you know, let's let's come to a rational Consensus. You know, it's very aggravating to watch.
1: Extremely aggravating.
0: Yeah, long story short, I don't want to be back here in in two weeks or whenever we do the next podcast or next week, whatever, tomorrow, next year, and hear the same bullshit. I'm over it. In fact, I'm going to go on strike personally of talking about baseball until there's something to talk about.
1: But, Graham, did you see that video circulating on Twitter? Of the last time the Braves won a game?
0: Yes, I, I watched. It. I, I saw someone posted uh, that uh, the Dansby Swanson hit and said this is the last time I was happy. And I was like, yes, yeah, sounds about fucking right. I had to turn it off after Dansby got to second base. You know, like Donaldson crawling over the gate and screaming and all that shit over the dugout. And I was just like, I can't watch the rest of this. It, was, it made me too sad.
1: I, uh, well, I had forgotten what happened after that. And then I was like, oh yeah, my boy Duvall. Gets the gets the game with a knock. I tell you what, Donaldson, he was only here for one year. But he was a damn good brave. Like I think I think Oh yeah. No, he'll no, he was he'll go down as just like I
0: don't know, he just fit in, man. Yeah, he was one of the best better one year players we've yeah. had. Um defense, on base ability, power. Um you know, he he started out slow. Had a couple ups and downs, but he was pretty damn consistent from about like mid-May through the rest of the season. And his defense was excellent from the beginning. I was really impressed by how well he graded out defensively, how many runs he saved. I mean, he he did a great job. Definitely will be missed for sure. I
1: hope to see him in a Twins uniform this year, Graham. Yeah, we'll see though. But you're on strike, huh?
0: I'm on strike until. Uh, until there's actually some news. Okay,
1: so next, next podcast, I'll 100% handle MLB news. Then that'll be, that'll be some good back and forth.
0: All right, Adam, let's move on to the NBA. Since we last talked to you guys, uh, the NBA approved a 22-team format to finish the season, which you mentioned a little earlier if you were listening. If you're just listening passively, maybe you missed it. But that's what's going on. So we got 13 Western Conference teams and nine Eastern Conference teams will play eight regular season seeding games uh, with a possible play-in tournament for the eighth seed and playoffs, and everything will happen at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. Um, so teams are going to start to be... They're going to begin training in Orlando uh, on July 9th through the 11th, and if everything goes off without a hitch, uh, there's also some interesting notes here about well, how this will affect the offseason season. And when the next season will start, so uh, basically the NBA will play from July 31st through August 12th. Uh, the draft will the draft lottery will be on August 25th, with the actual draft on October 15th, and the 2020-2021 season will begin on December 1st. So, pretty wild how that will radically change the NBA.
1: So it's what like a six. I was kind of passively listening myself. It's like a, sure. uh, <laughs> it's like a six-week turnaround from the end of the finals to the next season.
0: They're yeah, they're about. Um, so that that's it's not a lot not a lot of off season, but I guess you can counter that with hey, the players have gotten a lot of you know two three months off since they last played in in March.
1: So, where do the Hawks fit in in all of this, Graham?
0: The Hawks do not fit in. The Hawks' season is over. They were one of the worst teams in the league. They are done, along with the Warriors and a few other teams that really sucked this year. Mm. So, we have seen the last of of Vince Carter, the last 90s player uh, in the NBA. And we will not see Clint Capel in a Hawks uniform this year, which is disappointing. Uh, I know I was really psyched before... COVID exploded to see Clint Capella. I was like, his plantar fasciitis is good. He's ready to come back. He's ready to start training. I might go to a game. We know what happened there. Yeah, I was supposed to go to the game on Saturday. That week, everything got fucked up. So, uh, yeah. So, the Hawks season is done. So, a couple other notes here about the NBA. Regular season will extend to 16 days with five to six games played per day. So, that's a lot of, a lot of time on the couch, having to watch some NBA basketball. I'll definitely watch it. I mean... Maybe there will be, you know, maybe it'll be like the end of the All Star Game this year, where people got, you know, where it was so, uh, where, where people are actually playing like tough defense and shit because people are so excited to be playing basketball again. Maybe we can get some more physicality back in the game. Uh, who knows? But I, it, you know, it's it's live sports. Unfortunately, the Hawks aren't there. I really wish the Hawks would just. Didn't you hear some rumor about the Hawks being involved like the other eight teams in like some scrimmage tournament or something like that? It didn't mean anything, but they would still play.
1: Yeah, they're they're trying to figure something out. It's all gotta go through like the players association, but right. some way for these guys to continue to play. I mean it would be like it essentially be like the NIT tournament or something like that. Um but the players are all for it. I want Capella to get a few games with Trey Young this year. I don't know. It just, it just it just kind of sucks. I know like it was kind of meaningless for us and it probably helps out cuz we would have gotten a lot better and probably lost draft position, but would have also built a lot of excitement for next year. So hopefully they can figure something out and maybe we can see a few Hawks games down the road.
0: It's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because the season was was lost and you know, we knew that there was there were issues on the team in terms of some chemistry going on. Um, it's bad because you couldn't really work yourself out of that funk, and you also couldn't see how Clint Capella was going to come in and fit in with these guys. I mean, I was saying earlier that was a blessing, but in some ways I think it would have been more of a blessing if the Hawks could have finished their season or played 8, 10, 15 games, whatever it was, with Capella. And the only way you're going to get out of playing like shit sometimes is to continue to play together. And unfortunately the Hawks were robbed of that, and you just got to hope going into – Next season, I mean, you got to think about this for the Hawks. If if all this stuff works out the way it's saying it should, the Hawks are not going to play for seven months. So, that's a lot of time to not be playing wide basketball together. You can practice, you can work out, you can do whatever. But that chemistry, whatever chemistry was building, even though there was a lot of, you know, some bad juju there too, everything's kind of just been completely curtailed now. And... You have to wonder how that's going to affect the team, how much rust they're going to have to shake off, no matter what, how good a shape they're in, you know?
1: Yeah, I hope they really hope they can get this little NIT tournament together or, you know, play against some college teams, whatever you got to do. Um,
0: yeah, they definitely need to keep playing together, and we need to see Capella play with them. Having seven months off is insane. You
1: got one of those fancy calendar apps over there too, Graham?
0: I'm, I'm not as technically advanced as you. I, I, still, I still use a Motorola uh, Razor. Wow. With with a with a with a uh, calendar that only <laughs> gives me uh, the month that I'm on.
1: Who knows? Maybe the scrimmage of the old College Park Skyhawks or something. I would I would watch that on Peachtree TV.
0: Poor Skyhawks didn't even get anybody to go to their games, so it wouldn't be that bad in terms of looking at the empty crowd. I remember we watched <coughs> one of those yep. games when I was over at your house before the COVID on Peachtree TV. There were like 100 people there, maybe scattered about the arena. And I was like, man, imagine, I was like, this is crazy watching some damn live sports with no one there. Now it's, <laughs> that's like the new normal, or going to be. Who knows when I said <laughs> such a, yeah, when I said such a throwaway line that uh, was going to turn out to be real.
1: Yeah, you, need, you really need to start knocking on wood, Graham. I guess uh, Hugo was right. 2020 might be your fault.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'd say sports-wise, definitely my fault. I take full responsibility yeah. for the sports.
1: 2021, that'll be our year. Yep. We've, we failed to mention the MLB draft.
0: Yes. Um,
1: while we were talking MLB.
0: Yeah, we did fail to mention that. And my opinion on that is, is that these uh, some kids were drafted. We know nothing about them. And they're never going to play because the union and the owners can't come together. So why waste time discussing it?
1: Okay, moving on. Uh, Todd Gurley passed his physical. Oh firing. yeah, that was
0: big news. That was big news. What would normally be a footnote somewhere, you know, you, you just see that on on Twitter, on top of a bunch of other stories, was like main sports news on uh, on AJC and a bunch of other places. It was it was hilarious. It was like people were treating this like it was uh, some revolutionary moment in sports history or something.
1: You know, it is revolutionary. It just occurred to me using my fancy calendar app again, we're less than three months from football. Knock on wood. Right. So we're less than three months from Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Hayden Hurst, Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan. That's an offense, Graham. As long as Dirk Cutter doesn't screw it up.
0: Well, he hasn't run a good offense since 2012, so... I'm not. I can't get my hopes up about the Falcons. It's just impossible to do. It, it's really tough, even with Gurley. I and I like Hearst. We talked to death about Hurst when we when we made the trade. Um, still have questions on the line. Uh, you know, especially with with uh, McGarry and and the Boston College kid whose name escapes my mind right now. Uh, even though he definitely played really well last year. I still have questions about the defense, particularly the secondary with it being so young now, The linebackers. There's just too many questions, and the track record sucks too much for our front office and our head coach for me to get excited about the Falcons. Like, I haven't felt excitement over a football season probably since uh, the 2017, whatever year it was, the 2016, 2017 year, the year after we fucked the Super Bowl.
1: Well, Graham, you know what the beauty of what's been a – overall shitty year so far mm. is is that you get excited just for the fact that it's played like forget about winning just imagine plopping down turning on channel 5-1 on the digital antenna seeing Julio Jones suited up in these stupid new uniforms that we'll get hyped about uh, that's excitement enough that's something to look forward to what, whether or not we Hit in the draft this year and suddenly jumped an eleven-win team, or become the new-age seven and niners. I'm just excited about the prospect of some sort of Atlanta sports to to rejuvenate us as well.
0: I'm excited about watching sports again, but I'm not like excited to watch the same old, mostly the same old Falcons go back out there and just continue to do what they've been doing. (coughs) That's that's the thing that bugs me. If we had this same team with a new regime give or take a few pieces. I'd be a little more interested because I wouldn't know what to expect exactly with a new coach but and, and general manager, but it's just proof's in the pudding, man. Well, everybody, thank you once again for listening. Until next time, rise up, chop one, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitominus, though. So.
2: Curled, with a cane that he twirled On his diamond ring finger At a Baltimore hotel Society gathering And the cops were calling And his weapon took from him As they rode him in custody Down to the station And booked a williams Singer For first-degree murder There's a new, Who but this 24 years owns a tobacco found of 600 acres with rich wealthy parents who provide and protect it and high office relations with the politics of Maryland reacted to his deed with a shrug of his shoulders and swearing and sneering and his tongue it was snarling but in a matter of a minute She was 51 years old Gave birth to ten children Cleaned up the dishes Hauled out the garbage Never sat once At the head of the table She just cleaned up All the food from the table And emptied the estuaries only a whole other level Got killed by a blow Lay slain by a cane That sailed through the air Determined to destroy all the gentle and she never done nothing to William Sandsinger. In the court of honor The judge pounded his gavel Show that all's equal And that the courts are on a level And that the strings in the books Ain't pulled and persuaded And that even the nobles Get properly handled Words that the cops Have chased after and caught them And that the letter of the law Has no top and no bottom Stared at the person Who killed for no reason Who just happened to be feeling That way without warning And he spoke to his cloak, so deep and distinguished, and out strongly for penalty and repentance. William Sandsinger Singer with a six butt center yes, back.
1: I, I actually I think I, I watched it be yeah <laughs>